Um, I helped buy a couch yesterday. Really? How was that? Um, I have a life story. Uh-huh. Because I don't have one of those. You don't have a life? Yeah. As I don't have organization. Mm-hmm. Chance has no life. Um, my girlfriend and I, like, she wanted my input and she wanted my, like, my opinion. Mm-hmm. On, like, a couch. Have you ever bought furniture before? No. I, I don't do that. I So she wanted, so we spent two days and we looked online and we measured her house and we went to Ikea and Ikea has nothing. Mm-hmm. Apparently there's a big furniture shortage right now. I mean, I that makes sense. There's an everything shortage. Yeah. Um, apparently the guy was saying that orders have never been higher and distribution has never been lower. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, leading to inflated prices in furniture, but also, like, massive shortages. Like, basically, if you want something, like, order it six months ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we actually ended up sitting on the showpiece that we wanted to get and hating it anyway. Well, that's a relief. Did you get some meatballs, though? No. No, we didn't. Bum, we, bum. we wanted to try a restaurant called The Biscuit Bar. Uh-huh. Oh! The, um, honey, no, that's a different place. That's a place in Tennessee. No, this one was just called the Biscuit Bar. Sounds delightful. It was homemade biscuit sandwiches. I had a bacon, egg, and cheese because I have to. You have to. But it was a homemade cheese sauce. It was delightful. Mm, like a bechamel? Sure. That's a cream sauce. Um, and my girlfriend got uh, a Philly. Oh, on a biscuit? Yeah, a Philly on a biscuit. We also got um, biscuits that were made as biscuits cut in half and then made into French toast. Amazing. It was. It was. Uh, it you was, know the situations like when people do food stuff, and you think of Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park, and it's like you did thought about whether or not you could, not whether or not you should. Yeah. That one's both. You could and should. Yeah, it was fantastic. And you better. Um, also, that day for lunch, we had Red Lobster, and almost all I ate was Cheddar Bay biscuits. Uh huh. So, so it was a biscuity day. It was a very biscuity day. Not complaining about any of it. Any of it. I love carb heavy, but you know, you know if if it's biscuits and uh, Cheddar Bay biscuits, I'm I'm a happy man. It's a tough call, but somebody's got to make it, and chances your man. <laughs> yeah, when you're in the clutch in the Great Biscuit Wars of 2024, we know they're coming. When the I, biscuits rise up. Chance is going to be one of our heroes. I I will that take time. that job. I will take it. But anyway, so we went to Ikea. We ended up not liking it. So the next day, we spent like all day. Couch shopping went to five different stores and it was exhausting. Mm-hmm. But we talked about it. We like had our list of like the ones we liked the most. We talked about it and we've like found which ones worked for the space best. We found which ones like gave the matched her living room the best. We talked it all through and we ended up going with one that like seemed just tailor made. It was the cheapest option. Nice. It was in stock. Nice. And it was the only one that, like, perfectly fell within the parameters of the space we were trying to fill. It was a sectional. Ding, 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 Triple cherries. We got a winner. It was. It was the perfect winner. And then afterwards, I'm like, what is my life? I know. You sent me and our other friend a message. You're like, who am I? I I have never, ever had furniture that someone didn't give me. Like... Everything I own fits in the back of Cameron's SUV. like Mid-sized, even. Like, We're not talking an expedition or an excursion. But you know, 
even though it was like very anti me, like the task of it all and the figuring it all out mm-hmm. was kind of fun. That's you. Yeah, I feel like you're sort of analytical like that. It, it was fun to do. She got pretty exhausted, but she wanted she like wanted the information, but she wanted it to be exhausted. So like it kind of just fell to me to like talk to the people mm-hmm. and it's like an important role figure it all out. And I, I enjoyed that. We did one couch we really liked. This is for all of you out there, because this is witchcraft. We we One couch we were out there, we were... Does that we mean were, it's an endorsement? No. Or stay away from it? I don't know. I just approach at your own risk. One couch we really liked that was really cozy, but it was that it was like schwanky. Like this place, when we walked in, we're like, we're not getting anything here. But we're like, well, let's see what sectionals they have. Mm-hmm. We'll see what's up. So $4,500 sectional. Very just... Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of the price range, yeah. probably. A little out of the price range. We're like, this is really expensive. And he's like, yeah, but this is like top of the line. This is going to last you forever. And I was like, what makes this a top of the line? Well, he takes it and he goes, well, just look at this. And he like breaks the zipper and like he unzips it and zips it back up. And it's like, fine. I was like, huh. Amazing. That's interesting. And he's like, and watch this. And then he took his pen and stabbed it into the fabric of that cushion on a showroom. And I was like, what just happened? <laughs> like, <laughs> Nikki, like, or my girlfriend. Nikki is my girlfriend. Anyway, she, like, squealed. She was like, <gasps> <laughs> And he, like, pulled this it out. This is thrilling. This is much better than my stupid story. <laughs> he pulled the pen out, and he, like, rubbed it, and it just bended back together. And I was like, huh. And he did that right by the zipper, and I was like, "Can you wait? Does that work like everywhere? Because you, could you like do that in the front, or is it just like if you get a seam thing?" And he's like, "Oh no!" And he flips it over, and he does it again, and she like <gasps> again, and it's the Wolverine <laughs> of couches. It, it was minus the emotional. Well, I'm sure the emotional damage <laughs> will come over time of being stabbed with pins all the time, but he, still, he just flipped it over and stabbed it with the pin, and she again goes. <gasps> <laughs> and I'm like, wait, so like I could do that? And he's like, yeah. And uh, so I rubbed it and the whole just, what in the world? <laughs> it was, oh. it was fascinating. Mm. So apparently that's a thing at your schwankier furniture places. They just need to make like kids clothes out of all of that. But like affordably. Yeah. Yeah. Affordably make kids clothes out of that the mend themselves. <laughs> mend themselves and the zippers never break. It was, it was some couch, man. city of boston unless someone real decides to sponsor us this is boy meets world fever and i'm one of your hosts the timmers i wasn't expecting that but i'm your other host yes and i'm still cameron oh okay i was like oh i should have i remembered what the other guests names were we are the timmers we are the timmers <laughs> how you doing chance uh i'm doing great uh i'm very tired yeah same I don't have as much reason to be as you. I haven't been furniture shopping. Mm-hmm. but uh, Well, that was yesterday. Yeah, but, but still. It carries over. You want to just stab a couch with yeah, a pen? sounds like fun. I'll tell you where to go, and you and the boys can just <laughs> go and do it. <laughs> rub, rub, rub. Um, yeah. My aunt and uncle came up this weekend, so we got to see them, which was really nice. I like them a lot. Oh, great. You might not know what that's like. <laughs> um, no, they're cool. 
I, I legitimately do all you out there in the When someone tells me that, I don't know how to react. I'm like, there's a part of me that wants to be like, oh, I'm sorry. And there's a part of me yeah, that's I saw like, it in your eyes. <laughs> just about to be like, I'm sorry that that happened. I'm sorry that that happened to you. Don't be. Yeah, so that happened, and I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy VIII. Ooh, good choice. It's fun. Never played much of it before. Because if you don't know, especially if you're one of our younger listeners, back in the day, PlayStation games were on multiple discs. I feel like it's not really a thing anymore. Was it? Like, if a game is longer, they would just download it in some way. Yeah. I feel like there was a multiple disc release recently. Maybe Cyberpunk? Maybe. I don't know. Never played that. Okay. I think the Final Fantasy VII Remake was on two discs, but one was like a download disc, and then one was the gameplay disc. Um, But that's neither here nor there, but especially on PlayStation 1, I feel like they were well known for this. But games would, especially bigger games, would be on multiple discs. And Final Fantasy VII was on three. I think nine was also on three. No, I believe 9 was, nine was four. 4. But Final Fantasy VIII was also on four discs. Yeah. And all I've ever beaten was the first disc. And for some reason, I always just fell off every time. But I'm finally into the second disc. I mean, it's just on the Switch. So there's not really discs involved. Mm-hmm. But I'm on the second of four sections, I suppose, of the game. And I'm loving it. It's a great time. It's a, it's a great one. Um, it's not my favorite Final Fantasy ever. Um, but it's a good one. Mm-hmm. I'm having fun. Getting all those summons and yeah, it's it's definitely a, a, a quirkier one. But I've always liked eight more than seven. So yeah, I could see that. It's just a little little more refined, maybe. Yeah, and my my problem with seven has always been, at least the original seven, is that there's really no uniqueness to the characters. Like they all have unique personalities, but in use, mm-hmm. you can make any character any do character you do anything. I mean, it's same thing in this one. Eight's kind of that way. Their weapons and kind of their they each have like a mechanic. Are, are different. They fit in, they slot into like caster role or a monk kind of punching and yeah. your knight, sort of your blue mage. They, they do kind of slot differently. They do. Um, and then nine, they're very, very different. They're, yes. They, they're more in those classic kind of jobs. Yeah. Uh, they each have the unique mechanics that give them more personality, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, they fit the archetypes. This is a final fan cast. Yeah. Uh, if you didn't know, um, I know all the Boy Meets World branding probably threw you off. Threw you off, but yeah, but this welcome. Is... Pull up, pull up a, a tent, rest your weary bones, restore your HP and your MP, and settle in as we uh, gab about Moogles and Chocobos and sit on the high wind. I I like to think if we ever did a Final Fantasy cast, it'd be like a retro Final Fantasy cast, and the games we're playing now because that series is dead. Yeah, we're not gonna play. <laughs> we're never gonna talk about fifteen. No, because it's not very good. I mean, the part I played was f- fine, but it was not what I'm more a more traditionalist in the series would consider. Yeah. What I would think of when I think of Final Fantasy. Now we play Yeast. We play the Trails series. We play Golden Sun. Dragon Quest Twelve was fun. Eleven. Eleven. Twelve, I'm sure, it doesn't come out here. <laughs> I think that one is... It was just released. Oh. Or not, I mean, just announced. Oh, well, oh yes. 10 was Japan only. And it was online. Hmm. I didn't know that. But okay. it never came out here. But 11 is fun. Mm-hmm. I like the genre. I've actually Your played... Your Bradley Default. That's fun. Yeah. Spiritual successor. I've I've tried to play two Dragon Quest games before 11. Bounced off of them pretty hard. Mm-hmm. I like 11, though. They're a bit, they're a bit slow. 
Mm-hmm. So for the Venn diagram of our JRPG lovers out there, when I said the Trails game, most of you thought I was probably insane. You're like, I don't even know what that is. You should check it out. You should check it out. I love the Trails games. Can I play one now? When we're done. I can't because I don't have any. Oh, never mind. Anyway. Boy also, Meets we could World. talk about Persona. Persona! Anyway, Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World. That was our podcast within a podcast. If the Boy Meets World characters were Final Fantasy jobs. Okay. I'm here for this, actually. Huh. Topanga's a summoner. Mm-hmm. She's gotta be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which job system are we, like, tactics? Yeah, I mean, the more traditional jobs. Barney wants to say Sean is a knight just because the knight character model had the curtained hair. Oh, it's true in tactics. It did have uh-huh. a nice curtained hair. Yeah, a really nice curtained hair. Um, I don't know that he fits He doesn't really the fit knight. that. Corey kind of is because he tries to shield Sean sure. from things. I could do that. But Sean can handle himself. Yeah. Okay. I could do that. Okay. Who's Sean then? I mean, you could do the traditional thief. Mm hmm. A dragoon. He rises above and <laughs> soars to great heights. <laughs> okay. Okay. I was thinking ninja. Because it's like a thief, but stronger, but you know. Mm-hmm. Was there like a mathematician oracle? Uh, the, the, oh man, what was it called? There was an oracle, but the mathematician, um, what's it called? It, it's reading, writing, and... Arithmetic. Arithmetician? Arithmetist. Arithmetist. Would that be Feeny? Yeah. <laughs> he destroys his enemies by it. Uh, In Final Fantasy Tactics, numbers. you can break the arithmetist like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. Like it's not even funny how bad you can break them. Just like Feeny. Mm-hmm. Eric is a dancer. I, you know, I'm down. Eric is a dancer. <laughs> we saw his one woman show. Mm-hmm. He's got the moves. That's all That's all the cast I'm really worried about at this moment. Mm-hmm. Topanga was the easiest. She's a summoner. I mean, she just is. I don't know. I don't know why. Go play Final Fantasy games with summoners and you will figure out why Topanga is a summoner. Because mm-hmm. she just is. I just love the visual language of those games. Or it's like, if I think summoner, I think big horn on the head. Mm-hmm. I think the green and red sort of balls that come out of you whenever yeah. you summon. It's just like, that's it. It's true. They they gave a very unique visual style. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people, when they think of a wizard, think of black mages, and they don't even know why, because they don't know what it's from. Mm-hmm. But we do. We do. We know that Vivi is the sweetest boy. The best boy. Anyway. Back to Boy Meets World. This uh, has been, again, the Final Fantasy cast. And always remember... Da 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 Final fan cast was filmed in front of a live studio audience. It really wasn't. This has been a bad joke that we should probably cut, but we're not going to. No, we're not. So, again, as is our way, this is a Boy Meets World show. We're going to talk about Beloved 90s sitcom Boy Meets World. We're going to talk about the episode, talk about what happened in it, how it made uh, us, made feel. us feel, what it kind of, is there a greater discourse that this episode is speaking to? Heads uh, up, it's not. We're going to maybe put some stuff on a timeline uh, and then rate the episode. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any timeline stuff really this week. There isn't. Yeah, this, in the grand scheme of things, this one doesn't amount to much. I mean, it does not. But it's that. a good time. We got a Philly shenanigan. We do. Like this whole episode is a Philly the shenanigan. shenaniganiest of Philly shenanigans. It's true. Like like it's like meta awareness of Philly shenanigans. Here is a real time update for Cameron and I's life. By the way, we are about to miss our friends 
Final Fantasy draft. Fantasy football <laughs> Fantasy draft. Fantasy football draft. <laughs> um, we're about to miss it to record this episode. Uh-huh. I'm down. I don't yeah, mind I don't, it. Missing. I don't mind at all. Um, the most fun that we're going to have, as we talked about last year, we got to pick our names. We got to pick our names. Pick our names. Maybe we'll do that off the air since we've been going for 20 minutes. Well, I mean, I'm going to be the Erebonian Bracers, so... Well, okay. I don't know what I'm going to be. I don't know if it's going to be Boy Meets World related or not. Oh. Last year it was, and I won. Ooh. So... The Topanga Summoners? The Topanga Good Hairs. Could you Photoshop Daniel Fischel into a Summoner's outfit? I, someone with more skill than I, probably could. <laughs> okay. Anyway, it is a Philly Shenanigan episode. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like I said, the shenaniganiest of them all. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. It just... Mixes two of my favorite things, Philly shenanigan and sort of like a meta narrative awareness of what the show is doing. Mm -hmm. And I love it. Yeah. And so Chance, why don't you give us a synopsis? Give us that synop. I will give you the synop. Um, Feeny's going out of town, expects Amy to take care of his plants. Amy gives that job to Corey. Sean tags along because he's Sean. He's also got an economics assignment due. Don't think that'll factor into the episode. It's probably just random. Apparently, Feeney teaches economics. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, Sean, not Sean, Eric is going to Boston for a camping conference? Yeah, like a convention, like a supplier convention. Okay. They exist. I don't know why Boston is where it is. Sure. But Eric's going there. Might run into an old friend. We'll see on today's exciting episode of Boy Meets World. Uh, Hilarity does ensue. Hilarity does ensue. It's a very funny episode. (laughs) That's mostly what it's got going for it. Yes. It's a very funny episode. Um, But yeah. There it is. So as Chance mentioned in his wonderful synopsis, episode starts with Alan and Eric talking about how Eric is going off to this convention mm-hmm. in Boston. Um, and he's like, and you need to make sure you actually go to supplier meetings and do all this stuff and don't just blow it off. And Yeah, I don't want to hear from suppliers that you missed meetings because you were hanging out at the hotel bar. Mm-hmm. He's like, I would never do that. And then Corey comes around the corner. He's like, Eric, you forgot your book. What, what, what book? It's like, how to, how, how how to, to act innocent when your dad catches you. <laughs> That's not mine. <laughs> Smile. He's like, oh, I better read it. I better read it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then he gives that big fake smile. Uh-huh. Um, it's a stupid joke, but I, but I chuckled. We're here for it. <laughs> it's a, It's just one of those. This is dumb. Uh, and then he takes off, and uh, Feeny rushes in. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's. Heading out of town as well. Does it say he's going to Boston? Um, I don't know. I'm not sure if it does because it's a surprise mm-hmm. reveal later of something. Uh, yeah, I think he's just going out of it town. It just says he's going out of town, but he's given Amy like a list of plants and like these are the ones that need water. These are the ones that need rotated. These are the ones that need vitamins. Uh-huh. I mean, you can do plants. You can give plants vitamins. Sure, but it's a bit much to ask any kind of house sitter. Uh-huh. Pop a couple Flintstone vitamins in there. Call it a day. Yeah, and Amy's just looking at him like, are you kidding me the whole time? And then when he <laughs> leaves, she she throws it at the boys and is like, don't kill him. And she literally, like, throws it uh-huh. at the boys. Yeah, and while he's there, though, Sean comes and he's like... Well, so the whole scene is set up with uh, Feeney trying to escape Sean. Mm-hmm. Um, because apparently Sean is chasing Feeney down. Uh-huh. He's like, you gotta let me drop economics. It's just like, it goes in and then... Blah, blah, blah. 
<laughs> yeah, and then it, he's saying it rolls out of his head, and he's like, woohoo! Yeah, there it goes. And then Feeney's just like, it's simple. All you need to do is come up with a business, pretend that you're running it, write a paper about it. Oh, oh is that a... Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, which sounds like a very fun assignment to me. Uh-huh. And I mean, shouldn't Feeney have learned from when they did a very similar project in the sixth grade, and Corey and Sean bet on horse races for their business. I don't think Feeney ever finds out about that, though. I think you're right. He doesn't. No. Feeney, I, I think Feeney is clueless to I him. mean, Amy and Alan probably told him. Maybe. I mean, they don't seem very close. I don't know, because they go to him for advice. Maybe. Maybe. And I guess he does do Christmas with them for uh-huh. whatever reason. Yeah. He's just a lonely old widower. Who has a sister, at least one, and... A niece. A niece, and several lady friends. Mm-hmm. A dentist. Yeah. He's quite fond of. We haven't gotten there yet, actually. That's next That's next season. It can't be, because it was Turner. Oh, right. There's another woman on the a later episode. You're right. The dentist is with Turner. Yeah, the dentist is with Turner. The double lie. I'm just saying. I don't know what's going on with Feeney. There's a part of this episode that really shocked me. We'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. Can't wait. Um, Sofini's just not letting him get away with it. No. And they're like, Sofini, are you staying wherever? He's like, no, I'm staying at a bed and breakfast. <laughs> Sean's like, what does that run you? Two bucks? <laughs> Corey's like, or they're like, oh, stay at someone else's house, eat someone else's breakfast. Looks over and Corey looks at Sean. He's like eating a banana and drinking an apple juice. He's just like. Did you ever have those kinds of apple juices? No. Who did? They're so iconic as like, this is what an apple juice uh-huh. looks it's like. It's like the Martinelli's little glass jar, glass orb almost. I am convinced they juice. don't exist. I don't even know where you would, one would buy them. They must be like an East Coast thing. Maybe. Because I remember even on uh, the, did you ever watch the show Master of None? No. That like was the, uh, Aziz Ansari? Uh-huh. And like the very first episode, they're featured in like one of the first scenes. It's just such an iconic thing, but it's, for me, it's only iconic from television. Like, I've never yeah, I've seen never, I don't them. think I've ever seen one in real life. We've got those, like, the ones we have at school for apple juices are really weird. They're like a ice cream container. Uh-huh. That's what I always uh, grew up with. Of juice. And you just peel back the metal, like a foil on top. I think these are very strange as well. Mm-hmm. Seems like they just, it's like a lot of mass. Yeah. And material. I don't know. Anyway, yes, these. when I saw him with that apple juice, I'm like, again with the apple juice. <laughs> Just showing it off, flaunting in front of us here in the flyover states. But anyway. So if you live on the East Coast and you have these, let us know. Or if you grew up in Oklahoma. And had these. Or near them, and you're like, no, these were a thing. You're just weird. I didn't grow up in Oklahoma. I don't know why I said if you grew up in Oklahoma. I mean, maybe they did. I, I did. I never saw them. I grew up in Texas and Montana, and we didn't have them. Mm-hmm. So we've got top top to bottom in the middle, just covered. Never seen him. So toe to tip, toe to tip. Uh, let us know. Let us know. Anyway, so they say no, Sean. It's not two bucks. It can a good bed and breakfast can run two hundred dollars. Yeah, two hundred dollars a night, and he goes. The seed has been planted. Yeah, the seed has been planted. He's like, oh, uh-huh. it's quite the deal. Um, and that's when. Feeney gives Amy all the stuff and gives mm-hmm. him the rundown. And Amy, very, it's, I like when Amy just like throws it on the table. <laughs> like, she does not give a Too crap. <laughs> She's just like, I, I kind of think Feeney just like sprung this on her. Uh-huh. Like, maybe 
she thought when he said water the plants, she meant like in the backyard, and she could just like do it from her own oh, side of the fence. On. <laughs> Spray him down. I mean, Feeney's gone literally like a day. Yeah, a day. Um, I think we're supposed to assume he was gone all weekend, but anyway. Yeah, it's weird that a, co- a convention like that would be over the weekend, though. Yeah, I don't know. You think it'd be over a week or several days? Um, but he just throws it on the table, like just don't kill him. And Corey's just like, huh. How did I not see that coming? Like, he doesn't say that. That's just, like, the face he's got. Uh-huh. Like, huh. Corey uh, is very good in this episode. Corey is very good in this episode. But most of them are uh-huh. very good in this Everyone's episode. really firing on all cylinders. Uh, yeah. Um, if they're present in the show enough to. Like, if you've been listening to us long enough, you know at some point if we point out, like, oh, so-and-so is really good in this episode, they're probably going to end up being an MVP. It's tough to say. That is not what we're doing right now, because every character is doing a great job mm-hmm. in this episode. I mean, right now, at this point in the episode, Sean is definitely winning with his <laughs> woohoo! <laughs> um, but I even I don't know if he's going to end up being... Uh-huh. There's a moment towards the end where I'm just like, oh, Sean. <laughs> oh, Sean. <laughs> um... But anyway, yeah, everyone's doing great in this episode. So if you're like, oh, Corey got the MVP. I don't actually know if that's true or no, not. I'm not sure either. I just feel like he is at his his most acceptable neurotic self. Yeah. No, no, I'm not saying like Corey isn't great in this episode. He's fully into his craziness, but in such a delightful way. Yes, I agree. So um, cut to Corey and Sean watering the plants. Sean's just checking the blaze out. Uh-huh. Corey's watering one plant the whole time. Uh-huh. Sean's like, I'm going to go jump on Feeney's bed. Like, like I've always dreamed. And the funny part is, as neurotic as Corey is in this whole episode, he's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Um, and then he's like, oh, my history paper and a red pen. Feeney, you fool. <laughs> Corey, you fool. Put down the paper and the pen. <laughs> Don't touch anything in my house or something like that. What a great... It's. It's funny because he gave it to Amy, but it's like he knew Corey was going to be the one. Yeah, it's true. Maybe that's just always there. Oh, <laughs> and of course, step away from my walnut credenza. Uh-huh. That's the one that got the Barney CD thrown onto it. It's true. His walnut credenza. Just flew in my window onto my walnut credenza. I was studying this scene. I was studying it. I was looking it up and down. I can't figure what set this is. They had to have built a new set or gone to a different show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is... We've never seen it before. We'll never see it again. Yeah, I, they can do a good job of hiding the sets sometimes. Like the, uh, Little Polly's, which is clearly, if you look too close, is Chubby's. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to look close to get that one. Could it be the Matthews at an angle? No, because the door's on the other side. Maybe they moved the door. But like the staircase. Yeah, it's a totally different staircase. But it's at an angle. So they could have taken the staircase at an angle. Because it's the same sort where it goes up and then wraps around. I guess it could be the living room set. Highly redecorated. But I mean, it's so different because it's much darker mm-hmm. than the... Um, very rich. It, yeah, it, it is. It's got a, a very rich color scheme. It's got like the the fireplace, which the Matthews... I guess they do have it, but it's on mm-hmm. the other side. side. So it could be just a rearranged Matthews house. Mm-hmm. But if it is, it's it's done a great job. Very well job. done. Uh-huh. Might be from another set. Like... 
the worst the worst offender was the last episode um where the library was clearly just phoenix uh-huh. classroom like, we're not like, even gonna try here they did well it's because they blew the set budget on phoenix house they may have this one set and then i started thinking like maybe this is like I think Sister Sister may have been filmed around here or something like that. That's not the Sister Sister house. Uh, I know. I was just saying, like, something yeah, like that. I'm, I'm just, I can remember that set clearly, and it, it ain't this one. Well. I watched a lot of Sister Sister back in the day. It was, it was a set I didn't recognize, and that impressed me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, it looks very lived in, like, for a single fancy man. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. Plants everywhere. Anyway. But yeah, so yeah. Corey's watering and uh, Sean comes down. He's like, ah! And Corey's like, Sean, what's wrong? I thought I saw a poster of me, but it was just a mirror. <laughs> Feeney just has a poster of Sean. <laughs> what is this? What? I saw a poster of my, myself. It's just such a... <laughs> It's such a nothing joke, but it's so funny. <laughs> doesn't serve the plot. It doesn't do anything. It's mm-hmm. just. Um, but anyway. Yeah. And then he says, "Feeny has a six foot tub. Well, circular the man's tub. Bathe. Circular tub, not yeah. just a tub. It's not six feet long. It's a circle. Yeah. He's like, well, man's got to bathe. It's got jets. Oh, kooky. <laughs> <laughs> it's the dentist tub. <laughs> he was definitely in that tub with the dentist. Oh, yeah. there's someone else that's very recently that I was like, oh, Feeney's doing that person. <laughs> Who? What was that? I can't remember. I don't either. It was this season, I'm pretty sure. It's fine. It's whatever. Yeah. Oh, Feeney. Um, but yeah, so... <laughs> uh, it, I like Corey's, oh, kooky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kooky. <laughs> um, and then... Sean's like, you know, I got an idea for my economics assignment. I'm going to go get started on that. And, and Corey's like, oh, all right. All right, very proud. He just got that look on his face like, yes. And then he's like, I don't want to be here alone. Yeah, <laughs> he runs out. And uh, and that's all for that scene. Yeah, I think we're in Boston next. We cut up to Boston where Eric is walks into the hotel bar. Another new set. Uh-huh. As far as I can tell, this one may be Chubby's at an angle. But if it is. It'd be a very different angle. Yeah, well, because I was thinking when they were doing it, it it could be, like, where the entrance is could be where the pool room is in Chubby's, and they could have just put a bar along mm-hmm. uh, a bar along the side that we normally don't see. Yeah, that's just the hard part. It's just because on these sets, there's just three walls. Mm-hmm. So it's like they'd have to move walls around. Which I don't know how easy that is. Yeah. It, it was also not a recognizable set, mm-hmm. but my mind was thinking that it could be Chubby's. Like, it is not impossible to be Chubby's, where I was pretty sure it was impossible for the Feeny set to be any other any mm. other set. Yeah. But Eric goes up to the bar. He talks a big game to the bartender. He's the CEO. He's, he's going to be on the next cover of Forbes. <laughs> Forbes. And she's just like, every single thing he says is just like... You work for your dad. You're in town for your first convention. It's pronounced, it's pronounced Forbes. <laughs> and what's your real name? I'm not telling you. <laughs> and she's like, what are you drinking? What are you drinking, Mr. Forbes? Uh, a brewski. Root brewski? If that's all you can give me. <laughs> uh, and she's like, it is, but I can do this. And she and pours it in a glass and slides it down the bar. Mm-hmm. And Eric does not try to catch it. I'm no. not sure what Eric was doing. The fool. But <laughs> Eric, you fool. <laughs> But who does catch it? Feeny. 
Topanga. No, it's not Topanga. It's Mr. Fig. <laughs> what an episode it would be if it was Topanga, though. Topanga's just run off to Boston. She's just hanging this out in Boston hotel bars. Mm-hmm. Why not? <laughs> um, I believe you're supposed to catch the glass, Mr. Matthews. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Feeney, what are you doing here? Yeah, and so Feeney's in town mm-hmm. because he has a long friendship slash relationship with this woman mm-hmm. who lives up there. It's really kind of sad, but sweet. It's bittersweet. <laughs> it's honestly a very, like, millennial thing almost. Uh-huh. Like, he's got this relationship where they're both really invested in their careers, I guess. Which, if when your career's in education, just go do that somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But You could be, like, established in a place or have tenure or whatever. Do they do tenure on a high school level? I really don't know. But, maybe. Well, he says they're both into their careers and they want to be together, but they don't. And so they get together every a few times a year and about once a year every so often. One of them will ask the other to give it all up and join the other one. Yeah, in either Boston or Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And he said, this year's my year to ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very millennial setup of like, I don't know, them getting together and doing this long distance thing and not being able to make it work out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It just reminded me, like, I could see a millennial doing that now. Mm-hmm. Um, although the millennials would be getting together to have sex, let's be honest. Which we don't know that Feeny. We don't know that that's off the table. <laughs> when she comes to visit, he has a six-foot round tub with jets. It's true. And they were meeting at a hotel bar, and she lives in Boston, so... Uh-huh. They probably have a room, right? You do the arithmetic. (laughs) Um, Mr. Arithmetist. Yeah. Anyway. So, Feeny, yeah, okay. The hotel bar thing just kind of cemented it in my head. But it's fine. Mm -hmm. It's fine. It's fine. He's an adult. So they go over that, Mm kind of set that up. And is there really anything else? No. um, Yeah. There's nothing else in this scene. I mean, there's funny bits of... um, or he's just like, who are you here for? It's like, not for you. Oh, Corey then? Yes. <laughs> just like, it's either me or Corey. Like, we're the only two people that you know and interact with. Yeah. And at the end of that one, he's like, and uh, she'll just smile over her glass of Chardonnay or whatever. And she'll say, can't we keep things the way they are? And I'll squeeze her hand gently and say, of course. And then we'll go back to our, she'll go back home and I'll go back to my life. And there it goes, with me and Corey. (laughs) And he's like, you're killing my story. It's like, this is the worst. (laughs) You're killing my story, man. Um, Just very good. Yeah, we're making it sound drier than it is, because it's funny. Mm -hmm. Eric's little comments are... Yeah, I feel like we're getting further solidified, like the Eric Feeney relationship here mm-hmm. like by the end of this episode it's like it's pretty soft morphed into something beyond teacher student yeah feeney actually thinks that the play he did was pretty good <laughs> he's like you're going places kid <laughs> yeah so he was just wants to be friends uh-huh. he's like you're soup kid i don't know what that means uh, i was like what <laughs> your soup <laughs> your soup you know the soup of joe McHale. super diddy doop now i was thinking about the what's that kanye west song Scoop-de-dee-doop-dee-whoop-de-scoop. scoop 
dee whoop. You don't I, no. <laughs> oh, there's just a Kanye West song from way back in the day of just nonsense. I'm not going to argue with you on this being real or not because we know how it went last time. <laughs> but I don't think I know that one. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm probably going to have to look it up because I need to know what it's called. <laughs> hey Siri, scoop dee whoop. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm kind of insulted that you think I would have an iPhone, but... Oh, yes. Hey, Google. <laughs> scoop diddy whoop diddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we have to find out. Yeah, Our listeners Google need to know. something. scoop dee scoop It's called Lift Yourself, is the Kanye West song. And, I mean, this is, like, the end of the song. It's just like... poopy dee scoop scoop diddy whoop whoop dee scoop dee poop poop dee scoop scoopity whoop whoopity scoop whoop poop Poop diddy whoop scoop poop poop scoop diddy whoop whoop diddy scoop whoop diddy scoop poop. <laughs> Man, we're getting copyright claimed because you did that. <laughs> that was I, you, it was like Kanye himself was here with us. It's true. His ego even fit. What's up with that? I don't know. Oh, I guess it was 2018. It feels like that song came out a lot longer ago. Wow, that wasn't that long ago. Um, feels like an eternity ago. It does because there's been a lot of. A lot of things happening since then. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, but anyway. Scoop diddy poop. Poop diddy scoop. I'm not sure what I was trying to say back there, but <laughs> no, it's you fine. said soup. Soup kid. <laughs> soup diddy whoop soup. Soup soup. <laughs> yeah, it's scoop, not soup. <laughs> soup diddy poop diddy scoop. Scoop diddy poop diddy whoop. <laughs> You're just saying random things now. <laughs> this is our new podcast. Whoop diddy scoop diddy poop diddy scoop. I love it. <laughs> when it's whoop dee scoop dee poop, scoop dee whoop dee poop, scoop dee scoop dee poop, scoop dee poop poop, scoop dee poop poop. Anyway, scoop dee whoop, whoop scoop whoop, poop dee whoop scoop, doop dee noop scoop. That's good. You're gonna need to. And scene and scene on the scoop dee whoop talk. Your soup, man. <laughs> and then we cut to back at Feeney's house. Yes. Uh, Corey is coming back to water. Mm-hmm. And Sean is just there. Uh-huh. He comes down the stairs. What is Sean doing? Like, what are you doing here without me? House without him. Um, he said he's been working on his project. No, 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 no. He says, I don't have an answer that won't upset you. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Which is the best line <laughs> in the entire episode. That should be a, a good answer for life. I don't have an answer that won't upset you. <laughs> like He's like, well, tell me. Tell me, but lie. I was working on my school project. And he hands him, and he's like, what is your school project? He hands him a clipboard with some paper. He's like, oh, bed and breakfast. $200 a night. We even have some advertising. Yeah, just a sign down at the airport. And he lists a page. Oh, look, you have you even have a list of customers and their credit cards. The Timbers. <laughs> kind of cute. <laughs> and then he sees people coming down the, the, the uh, stairs. The stairs. <gasps> Who are you? Where are the Timbers? <laughs> Just this Dutch couple. That's the only thing they say mm-hmm. the whole time. They say some things in Dutch. And then Sean... Or German, I guess. I says know. maybe the second best line in the whole episode. He's going to scream now. <laughs> <laughs> So-and-so are up there napping. <sighs> yeah, the honeymoon couple's up there napping. Keep it quiet. <laughs> and Sean's like... Feeney gave us the keys. He knows this is going to uh-huh. happen. He wanted this he, to happen. He expects it to happen. Um, it's funny because it's sort of like 
a repeat in some ways of city slackers in that way. Mm. Where it's like Feeney entrusts something to Amy and Alan. Corey and Sean get involved and hilarity ensues. Yeah. Not a lot of hilarity. No, in that one, not as much. Um, But it made it far in our tournament, so we liked mm -hmm. it. It was was a good one. Um, Yeah, so (laughs) Corey's reaction to Sean's just nonchalance is very funny. Mm Mm-hmm. His uh, reactions are very funny, and how nonchalant Sean is is just very funny. And Sean continues just to be a normal person. <laughs> he's but... just calm and cool and collected and knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah, and Corey's just freaking out the whole time, and the Timmers are uh, looking at a vase, and Corey's like, No, no, don't touch that. Uh-huh. And Sean's like, They're Dutch. Let me help you. And he goes in, just speaks Dutch, mm-hmm. and he says... Throw it in the air and see how wide it is. So he's like messing with Corey uh-huh. at this point. And they're like throwing it and like, ah! And uh, Sean's like, or Corey is just like, okay, okay, just promise me when all of the, the or that this is the last set of people. He's like, yeah, it is. And two more two people, more people walk in. These two I know are famous. Uh huh. The, the man, I can't remember his name, but if you watch Seinfeld, he was Jerry's uncle Leo. Okay. Um, he's just kind of famous for playing a character kind of like that sort of little grumpy, mm-hmm. a little bit sort of barnacle-y, barnacle. a little bit. He's like a sailor. Uh-huh. Not even like a sailor. He's just kind of got rough edges a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, he comes in and Corey's like, out! I want all of you out! And Sean's like, this is our bell up. He's grumpy. I like him. <laughs> yeah, the, the new, the new guy. Uh-huh. I, I don't remember his name. For the the last Hex name. or their last name. The Hex. Yep, Mr. Hex is just like I like him. Um, they're very funny. He's like mm, they're from Florida. They're from Florida. They're from uh, Boca. Boca. Yeah, I'm sure it's Boca Raton. And uh, she, he's like a bed and breakfast. Isn't that a bit foofy? And she's like, I want to pick for once. I want to pick for mm-hmm. once. Plus, I think it's nice. It's- it has. It has charm. It has charm. He's like, I wanted to stay at the Ritz-Carlton. Yeah, he wanted to stay at the Ritz-Carlton. and um, No minibar. No macadamias. <laughs> uh, <and> then Corey's <laughs> like, just promise me everything's going to be exactly the way it was when Feeney left. And, and Sean's like, yeah, yeah, I can promise that. One of the Timmers comes up and is like, is this for sale? And Sean's like, yeah, in fact, everything's everything for sale. But it's all in Dutch. Sale. Yeah, so she, Corey sees nothing. Um, and they're like, Sal, where's the good shopping? And he's like, let me get our concierge. Uh-huh, and he rings the bell and Corey's like, concierge? <laughs> and who should walk down the stairs but Topanga? Who is made to wear that business suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that business suit is wearing her. I think that's how you say it. <laughs> sure. But... Looks great. She looks great, and she walks down the stairs, and Corey's like, no, not you. Why would you do this? And she's like, because of this. Hi, let me take you up to your room, and we'll map out your day. And the guy's like, here, buy yourself some heels. <laughs> Hands are some bill we don't see what it is enough to buy some heels <laughs> enough to buy some heels apparently um and she's it's just like so it's good. a living i mean why not yeah why not why not be sean's illegal concierge <laughs> i'm yeah. the illegal concierge it's sort of like a shadow broker mm-hmm. it's like you know all the information <laughs> it is it's true 
And uh, Sean, of course, like, you will get caught. And he's like, we will get caught. He's like, no, but there is no we. I have no point in this. Mm-hmm. He's like, parents, he gave your parents the keys. As far as Feeney's concerned, you're the brain. The brains, huh? <laughs> of course, like, into it. He's like, <laughs> oh, the brains. Getting to be the brains is like what brings him into this web of sin. Uh-huh. Yes, he still knows they're going to get caught. Mm-hmm. But he's not He's not so against it. <laughs> yes, he's not so against it now. Cut back to Boston. Uh-huh. And Eric is at the bar. Talking to the bartender. Talking to the bartender. She's just like, so what is your relationship with that guy? Yeah, yeah. She's, she thinks it's sweet that he's hanging out for uh-huh. him. And he's like, and she's like, what is he to you? He's like, well, he's my next door neighbor. And he used to be my teacher. And he's really concerned about where my life is going. What is that called? Sounds like a friend. Really? Feeny? Friend? Huh. <laughs> Um, and then she's like, what are you doing? I get off in five minutes. Yeah. I'm going to go buy you dinner. Yeah, you seem like a nice guy. I'll buy you dinner. And he, he's like, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, and then, is that your friend over there? <laughs> Feeney comes down looking concerned. He's like, it must be because something good was about to happen to me. <laughs> she, She's like, she's like, she, very good. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Hey. All right. Hey, lady. Um, and she's like, oh, your friend looks, looks upset. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he's just like, I don't, I don't want to care. It's my first night in Boston, dinner with a lady bartender. Mm-hmm. He's like, ah. Yeah. But he goes and he talks to Feeney. So he's talking about it. He just got done meeting with Elizabeth, just his friend. Yeah. Maybe having sad sex. We haven't decided yet. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> you know, whatever. He, he comes, um, he's looking sort of down. Uh, he's like, well, how'd it go? He's like, well, I asked her the question. He's like, and she said yes, didn't she? And now you're stuck. <laughs> no, of course she didn't say yes. She said no. We always say no. Mm-hmm. Why do we always say no? And Eric's like, it's because you maybe you don't love each other. And how would you know that? It's like, because if you loved each other, you'd give up anything for each other. It's like a very like simplistic... Mm-hmm. take of it because he's like 19 yeah yeah and well he even is like it's like when i broke up with becky or whatever and he's like hmm <laughs> he's like do you remember that and he's like no yeah because earlier we didn't mention it but that he's like how can we never talk about this woman he's like for the same reason you don't talk about your relationships with me it's like, oh because it's kind of icky he says I forget it the exact it's words squeamy yeah it's squeamy it's uh, squeamy it's soup yeah it's soupy Scoopity scoop poop. Um, but yeah, so Feeney, uh, Feeney just smiles. He's like, perhaps my risk-taking days are behind me. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, hmm. Well, Mr. Matthews, would you like to go get some pasta on the North End? Which is true. That's sort of the Italian part of Well, Feeney's from town. Boston. Of so he should know. True. But I'm just saying the writers did a good job. Feeney calling it the North End, not calling it like Little Italy or anything like that. That's not in Boston. That's blasphemy to Feeney. even say such a thing. Feeney knows Boston. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yes, but I'm just saying the writers did a good job. Um, and <laughs> Eric. Well, that seems a little safe, Mr. Feeney. Why don't we hit the town? Go see what's out there. <laughs> He's like, you mean pick up chicks? And their mothers. <laughs> <laughs> and then as they're walking off, they're like talking about their relationship or just like this friendship. It's like, what even is like, what even is this? Yes. Um, and that's the end of the Boston storyline. It's uh-huh. done now. Yeah. Um, but Feeney, he is in another class of acting in this episode than everybody else. <laughs> like, 
he's doing some kind of Shakespearean tragedy. Uh-huh. And everyone else... Everyone else is doing, like, a comedy of errors. <laughs> yes. And it's just so funny, like... So I read the, the, the wistful line earlier of, like, and I'll squeeze her hand and tell her, of course, it's all right, and then we'll part ways. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it's contrasted really funny with Eric's, like, she said yes. And now you're stuck. And now you're stuck. <laughs> but this whole, like, thing of, like, no, of course she said no. Why does she always, why do we always say no? It's just, like, it's very good acting. Mm-hmm. Like, it, these two scenes of Feeney's, like, little, like, dialogue, you'd believe him. Yeah. It William just Daniels. Seems, it just seems out of place, Excellent though. job. He does a great job. But yeah. it also just kind of seems out of place because everybody else is, like, Bozo the Clown. <laughs> <laughs> he is, I don't know, some great actor. He is um, William Daniels. No, I just, I totally blanked. Captain Kirk. <laughs> Patrick Stewart. He's Sir Patrick Stewart, and everybody else is the cast of Friends. Captain Picard. Yeah. Did that, I say Captain Kirk? I am so embarrassed right now. Oh my gosh. I was about to say, William please Shatner? Don't, please don't string me up by my toes and hit me with phasers. I just realized that Bozo the Clown is not a reference. That anybody would... knows. I mean, people our age do. Mm-hmm. Um, what's another? Carrot Top? No, still not. It's... Still not. And we're all Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all they're all Jim Gaffigan. They're a bad act. Kevin Hart. He's, a, he's an okay actor. He's got some... some Dramatic chops. Eh. Uh, but anyway, um, the gap between them is... He's, he is Sir Patrick Stewart, and everyone else is the cast of Boy Meets World. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I saw that. I'm like, man, that's great acting. Man, that's out of place. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's overall, I feel like it's just a really nice moment and sets up, like, not really an arc for Feeny. Right. But there's, like, some emotional... Yeah, you development. Get, we get a peek into the emotions of mm-hmm. Feeney's life. And then it kind of gets wrapped up at the end. Like with the little end scene. Yeah. What happens, he's like, am I just like past that point in my life where I can be happy? Because at one point he was and his wife died. And so now he's just kind of like, am I going to have that again? It's like, is it too late? Yeah, exactly. It's sad. And then we cut to back to Feeney's house. Corey's playing the piano. Which is a something none of us knew. That's Corey a did. hidden talent. And uh, everyone is singing By the Light of the Silvery Moon. By the Light, By the light of the Silvery Moon. Silvery Moon. <laughs> it's very, very it's, good. It's just so funny. The looks on everybody's faces. Uh, just like having a fun sing-along. Topanga's there in a killer blue dress. Uh-huh. Corey is wearing a tux. Uh-huh. The Timmers. The Hex, the more houses, nowhere to be seen. No, they're in the honeymoon suite. Uh-huh. <laughs> they finish singing and Sean comes down. Update from the honeymoon suite. The more houses have eaten. Yes. <laughs> like, um, they've not seen hide nor hair of them. Yes. The implication that they are being rabbits. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, because they are newlywed. Um, and like they put money in uh, Corey's jar and uh-huh. he's happy and they're like... They say something to Topanga. Oh, mint on, mint, the, mint on the pillows is like already on there. And he's like, is this your girl? He's like, yeah. Yeah, she is. You're a lucky, lucky man. Mr. Lucky. I know. Uh-huh. 
They all go up to bed, and then Corey's like, ah, 42 bucks, that's enough to afford us a public defender. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, we're not going to get caught. And he's like, we will get caught, because that is how we establish balance in the universe. Uh-huh. Uh, and so When you were a child and you were spanked, you, you liked it. it. He's like, I always deserved it. <laughs> um, so they just have this one. So I noticed something about Topanga here. And the end scene will prove it. She exists to look good in three different outfits in, mm-hmm. this, in this episode. What's the and third outfit? I can think of two. We'll, we'll get there. Okay. I'm just <laughs> blinking. Um, but she, like, that's why she's in this. Because immediately, like, they do that scene. She looks great in that blue dress. She's off. She's off. Yeah. She got her paycheck. She's... She's gone. Um, I won't say that they did Topanga dirty in this episode like I normally would, because while she is not... She's not utilized to the full extent of what she should be. Yes. But every time she's on there, she's given presence mm. and funny and her, just to be funny. Her player efficiency rating is very high. It is. She makes the most of every moment that she's on screen. Yes. I, I was at one point thinking like, man, this episode is about two guys talking and two guys talking. Like, <laughs> this is not a great Bechdel test episode. I I kind of want to rewatch Women's World at some point and just see how many episodes pass the Bechdel test. Probably very few, especially in these early seasons. I could see like five. Well, I don't know because they're talking about boys. Yeah, most you never of the really time. see them talking about much of anything else. Yeah, for those of you out there. Bechtel test is not a perfect test. It is considered the bare minimum for something to be considered non-misogynistic, and it has to have two women on screen talking about something that isn't a guy for at least a minute. Or, yeah. I, I don't know if the I minute... I don't know if the minute is there. But anyway, um, so this episode definitely doesn't pass. No, doesn't doesn't pass muster here. It is very male-dominated. Um, but anyway... Um, they all go up. Sean and Corey have this fight about, like, well, they're going to get caught. They've got to get caught at breakfast because everyone's leaving after mm-hmm. breakfast. And then they're like, breakfast. Are we feeding We them? have to feed them breakfast. Yeah, and then we get a snap cut. <laughs> it's just so funny. Yeah. Like, you get this, like, this immediate cutaway to Corey at the table with his parents. Got a great big stack of pancakes. Of, of comically large uh-huh. It's like, pancakes. there's three people at this table. Why do you have so many pancakes? Yes. Maybe Corey was just like, I'm very hungry. Make lots of plates. And they're not like little dinky ones. They're like... No, they're plate-sized They're plate-sized pancakes. pancakes. This is like the waffles at Waffle House size. Mm-hmm. And they're like... And Corey's like, I think it's only right. He slaps his dad's hand, which I thought <laughs> was He's starting to pour the syrup on the pancakes, and yeah. Corey slaps his hand. He's like, it's only right. We bow our heads and give thanks. And they bow their heads, and he's like, um, lower? <laughs> and then Corey just starts, we thank you for... <laughs> he starts flinging them behind him as uh-huh. he's praying. And Sean is catching them on a plate. And then Sean just like, does the spin turn and walks around like, yeah, we got this. <laughs> Nailing it. <laughs> Pulling... It. Yep. And uh, cut back to Feeney's living room. And Corey's like, the upstairs is in shambles. Every dish is in the sink. Mm-hmm. Like, like, there's no way we're not getting caught. All is right with the universe. Yep. And almost immediately, um, the Mrs. Mrs. Heck. Her name is probably Gloria. Gloria. She seems like a Gloria. <laughs> she comes down <clears throat> the stairs. You boys made us feel so welcome that we all completely tidied up after ourselves. Uh-huh. And Mrs. Timmer did the dishes. We're the Timmers. 
<laughs> Corey's like, why would you do this to me? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But they, then they kind of go off. Well, so, they yeah, they go to the kitchen to do some other cleaning. And Corey's like, why would you do this to me? Like, if the universe really cared about us, your eyes would roll towards that door. Because it would be opening. Like it's doing right now. <laughs> yeah, and it would like... And Sean's like, I rolled toward the door, the knob turns, and he would go, and then Feeny would be standing there to bust us. And there he is. Yes. Feeny is standing right there, and they're like, <gasps> and he's like, I forgot my overnight bag in the taxi. I'll be right back. Yeah. He's like, uh, well. 15 seconds. He's like, well, we're caught. And Sean's like, not if we get everyone out of here in 15 seconds. What are the chances of that? And the cold Gloria walks out. If we're not out of here in the next five seconds, we're going to miss our flight. We're going to have to get routed over Dallas. <laughs> then uh-huh. the, Dallas. I need, so I need Dallas. I need Dallas right now. <laughs> like, I need <laughs> Dallas right now. And he's like, splitting the taxi to the Timbers. And they're like, yeah. And, and he's like, let's leave through the back. Uh-huh. <laughs> what Corey says well, they got to leave through the front. And they're like, let's leave through the back so we can see that bench. <laughs> <laughs> they just, they head out. Yep. And Feeney walks back in. Hey, how's, how's the house? He's like, house looks great. You even polished the walnut credenza. Uh-huh. And Stupid then I noticed the statue is gone. And then Corey's like, the statue. And then he's got his hand out. <laughs> he says, Mr. I confess. All uh-huh. is right with the world. And then he, Mr. Heck, you see you cut to an angle where he's at the door. And he places the statue in Corey's hand and then walks back out. Yeah. And Sean's like, oh, I was just polishing it here for you. Yeah, Corey's like, I confess. All is right with the world. He gets the statue. How is that even possible? <laughs> <laughs> And uh, they hand the statue to him, and he's like, yep, everything looks perfect and in order. You boys have done a great job. And Corey's, like, still looking at his hands. <laughs> and Sean's like, say thank you and walk out the door. Thank you and, and walk, walk out, out the, the door. door. So how much did you boys make? <laughs> <laughs> and Corey's like, we're caught. Yes, thank you. Thank you. And he, like, points up to God. Yeah, he points like, up to God. Thank you. You do care. And then he comes over and he shakes Feeney's hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sean's just like, okay, he got us. I got to know. Uh, how did you know? Was it the sign at the airport? Uh-huh. Did you run into a Dutch person? <laughs> I got to know. He's like, it was the taxi taxi driver. He said he knew the place well, um, and that I should, if possible, request the room with the jacuzzi. <laughs> the taxi driver. This is the line where he says, I should have, I, I forgot, forgot to, to deport, deport the, the taxi, taxi driver. driver. Oh boy. That's <laughs> yeah, the one moment where you're just like, Ooh, that hasn't aged well. No, it shouldn't have <laughs> ever been okay. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And uh, and Sean's like, I guess you want the money. And he's like, well, I think that's only fair. And Sean like takes the money out and hands it to him. And he goes, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate like risk-taking. Um, well, that's not yet. Um, he's like, how much more trouble am I in? And Feeney, oh, just the normal amount. Just the normal amount. He's like, just just the normal amount? He's like, you took a risk. I have a soft spot for risk takers right now. <laughs> He's like, take a bigger risk and ask for the money back. Can I have the money back? <laughs> you yes. Can. Want to go to college. Um, and again, another college push. Mm-hmm. But this is like the one that makes the most sense. Yes. Where he's just like, clearly you've got a head for business. Like that plus like a college education. And you'll be all set. Yes. Which 
from the point of like, yes, some classes to get maybe a little know-how mm-hmm. could be very helpful. But also, going into a lot of debt to get those would not be so helpful. Yeah, when you said the best one, I mean, I kind of agree. But it also like, Sean shows that he has the wherewithal, the mm-hmm. creativity, like the ingenuity. Like, he could run a bed and breakfast. The problem that Sean has is he doesn't have startup capital. Like, he couldn't buy a property and, like, get do all the things necessary to get it going. And going mm-hmm. to college... Isn't going to get you that capital. Yeah, and accruing debt, or even not accruing debt in Sean's case, because he might be able to get enough FAFSA to, to pay for everything. Mm-hmm. But still, like, it's not going to be an enriching experience. And sure, he'll get some classes and maybe make some connections, but, like... Yeah, it's not going to be the thing that he needs the most, which is just money to yeah. make it happen. Yeah, it's just like, I mean, I know we don't get into critical race theory often, but it's not like he has that head start of, like, someone who confront him capital to get it started. Like mm-hmm. um, He doesn't have that privilege. No. Um, that generational wealth in there for him, so he's just kind of stuck. He's part of the Hunter clan. Yeah. And, 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 yeah, he can go to college and get a degree that is fairly arbitrary so he can be deemed fit to work in, for somebody else. Mm-hmm. But, like... He just doesn't have what he doesn't have what he needs to like start a bed and breakfast tomorrow. And college isn't gonna get him anywhere closer to that. No. So it's not it's still not a great college push when you really think about it. Yeah, that's true. Um though But compared to some of the others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And some of we will see as the show progresses. Oh yeah. So I'm just saying, if Sean can that quickly get that place get make six hundred dollars that weekend man even if he just like only on weekends did, did mm-hmm. bread and breakfast he can make he'd be making great money for the yeah, he and feeney should go into partnership <laughs> yes feeney only uses the one room doesn't have to be every weekend mm-hmm. but it's just like <laughs> it's almost airbnb but <laughs> yeah <I'm... clears throat> yeah uh is i'm just saying like man if sean had the had the means. He proved he could do it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, B&B's B&B. <laughs> B&B's B&B. What's the B&B stand for? That's I've never been able to figure it out. That's a good question. Is it B&B's B&B or is it the B&B's of B&B? I think it's B&B's B&B. Okay, we got to talk about the title. Let's figure We rarely do this lately. Yeah, lately. That's because most of the titles haven't been interesting um at least i haven't thought so yeah or even like a fair to forget the uh, affair to remember yeah it's like based off a lot of them are based off of things but not necessarily b and b's b and b huh i got another can i google something i'm googling what you are googling can google? b and b's b and b what does the title mean boys in boston maybe mm-hmm. i don't know one of them is obviously bed and breakfast, but I don't know what the B and B's B and B means. Yeah. Let's see if the wiki knows. Wiki didn't really say. Yeah, I got nothing. Boys in Boston is the only thing I can think of. Boston and boys B and B. By the light of the silvery moon. All right, we're done with this. Yep. Um. So yeah, we have no idea why it's called that, but uh, it is. I've never never been able to figure it out. Yeah. Yep. Um, this the episode pretty much wraps here. As I mean, the episode proper pretty much wraps here. Mm-hmm. As uh, Sean's like, I'm gonna be all right. I don't have to be a criminal. <laughs> 
And Corey's like, where he goes, I don't have to be a criminal. And the universe is a better town for it. Uh-huh. And that's, I mean, uh, executive producer Michael Jacobs. Um, and then we cut to the cold open, which is very simple. Just the tag. Cold opens at the beginning, it, chance. You're right. I make that mistake all the time. Of Feeney knocking on his bedroom door like, hey, like I know you more parks paid for two nights, but this is my bedroom. I need you to... <laughs> Please get out. <laughs> Please get out. I've been young before. Mm-hmm. I know what it's like to have passion. And at that moment is when Topanga comes in a French maid costume. <laughs> I see. I must have like, <laughs> not been paying that close of attention. Uh, Topanga comes in a French maid costume with to do something and he uh feeney is talking about passion and she like stops turns on you <laughs> turn walks away um and that's enough <laughs> and uh he's like i was young once i was young once um and then the two walk out and they're super duper old like old, old 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 but also like they're they've just got these like blissful looks on their uh, face just gigantic smile on their face like yeah. they just had the best time and Feeney's like, hmm, perhaps I still am. Mm-hmm. Kind of helping him realize with this, am I too old? Mm-hmm. To take a risk. To take a risk or to, or find, to find love. love. He's not, because they're newlyweds. Mm-hmm. And that's the episode. That's the end, yes. Nice ending. Yep. Yep. Topanga and Feeney get the cold open, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> they're like, man, Danielle Fischel, she had a great showing in that last episode. I mean, she was just wonderful. What are we going to do with her this time? French maid's outfit. I want to see her in a prom dress, a business suit, and a French maid's outfit. But we can't. There's no. There's no way that works. There's no way. That, I'll even, make it work. They're not even going to prom. Don't you tell me what uh, I can't. Make if she work. was a concierge at a B and B, that would make it work. Ah, <laughs> yes. I like where your head's at. Um, so she'll be like a focus of the episode. No, she'll almost immediately leave all three scenes she's in. Keep talking. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the that's the end of the episode. So rating. Ooh, I think I'm gonna settle around to eight and a half. Ooh, interesting. Okay, mm-hmm. it's some of my favorite types of humor, and just my favorite types of episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like everybody's kind of firing on all cylinders not in like a serious way as much but mm-hmm. still a very fun way uh, i love this episode i think it's fantastic i think it's the best episode of the season so far i'm gonna give it a nine and a half. Ooh, um, higher than me i think everyone's having fun everyone is funny uh, every scene is a delight to watch mm-hmm. um there's i don't even know why i'm knocking it in a 0.5 it just didn't feel epic enough to get that last half a uh, point something wasn't there plus sean and the deporting the cab driver maybe maybe it's a full point off for the deporting the cab driver who knows or a full half a point off for that but um this fantastic episode yeah it's really good um yeah it's i enjoyed watching it i would go watch it again right now in fact i'm going to we're not gonna we'll continue this after i'm done <laughs> Boy, that was terrific. Just had a great time. <laughs> Laughed so much. I cried. Winner of the Timmers. Winner of the Timmers. Um, all right. And who's our MVP? This is the hardest question. It's hard. It's very difficult. I think it comes down to three people. Okay. Well, let's say who it's not. It's not Amy. It's not Amy. Or Alan. No. They're there. It's not the bartender lady. No. It's probably not Eric. No. It's not Topanga. It's not Topanga. So we've got the Timmers. It's not the Timmers. It's not the Timmers. It's not the Morehouses or whatever. It's probably not the Hex. No. Though they're great. So we got Corey, 
Sean, and Feeney. Yep, those are the three. Simple that, deduction, that it dear could Watson. Be. Um, yeah, those are the three I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Just for a visual for everyone, I've been holding the uh, Power Ranger sword, sword this entire time. I didn't actually think we were going to keep that part into the cold open. Well, but I've, been, I've been holding one. We either talked about it at the beginning or we haven't, but I've been <laughs> waving it around and pointing at things the entire episode. He's also been sticking it in his shirt. <laughs> and then I rub it, and it mends. <laughs> and it mends. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. Those are the those are the obvious three. Feeny for great acting and kind of a more down-to-earth reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey for neurotic funniness. And Sean for being just cool and collected mm-hmm. the whole time. Um, He's the one who really drives the plot. Yeah, he drives the plot. Um <laughs> He's, he's funny, don't get me wrong, but he's kind of funny for, like, not being funny. Mm-hmm. It's fun to see the hunter charisma applied to something other than getting with girls. Yes, I 100% agree with this. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing he's, he's got more layers than that. Yeah. Which I really like. Um, he's, he's a little maniacal in the episode. Like, the whole, like, you're the brains. <laughs> <laughs> Corey's roped in. Um, I, I don't know. So... So they're all the most valuable for many reasons. Sean is the main driver of the plot, um, so that may make him the most valuable mm-hmm. if they all have equal claim. Um, I don't feel like he's gotten it a ton this season. No, I think he's maybe gotten it more this season than normal because he's been great this whole season. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of leaning towards Sean, though. Yeah, I think I think at the end of the day, Corey is funny. But he's kind of playing the 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 foil mm-hmm. a little bit to Sean's charisma. Like he's funny in reaction to Sean. Um, and I love Feeney in this episode. Um, he's not funny, but someone doesn't have to be funny to get MVP. Mm-hmm. So I would take it down to Sean and Feeney. And I think Sean does a little bit more work to drive yeah. the episode. <clears throat> yeah, Feeney is the William Shatner. I'm just joking. <laughs> He's not William Shatner. Captain Kirk's uh, Patrick Stewart. Mm-hmm. Sir Patrick Stewart. He's Sir Patrick. You're you got to right. get the sir in you there. You got to give the full title. <laughs> Man, it'd be so funny if Patrick Stewart tried to play James T. Kirk. Just like if the two actors like reversed captains and uh-huh. like did their impressions. That'd be funny. It would be. So I think I'm leaning towards Sean, though. Yeah, let's give it to Sean. Um, with the understanding that Feeney was right there. I mean, right there. And what did you name it? Um, there's a lot of good names you can get. Um, and I was trying to remember, because I want to name it Boy Meets Risks. Mm-hmm. But did we give that... What did we call... Because I think we called Boy Meets Nah. I think that is what we called that one. Yeah. Because that one was also about <laughs> risk. Mm-hmm. In a much more arbitrary way than this one is. Yeah. <laughs> um... So I would call it Boy Meets Risks. Yeah, Boy Meets Risks. Mm-hmm. Parentheses. By the light of the silvery moon. Boy Close meets, parentheses. Boy Meets by the light of the silvery moon. Boy Meets Risks by the light of the silvery moon. Mm-hmm. Boy Meets Bartender. No. Corey never met her. I know. I was just trying to think of anything else it could be. I mean, you could obviously do like Boy Meets B&B. Boy Meets Tips. But I think Boy Meets Risks is probably the most apt it Gets it across. Title. Wonderful. Wonderful, um, wonderful. But that's it. We that's did it. it. We did it once again. Thank you all for listening. Episode 413. Yes. B&Bs, B and B. We have no idea what that means other than bed and breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, Upon your hearing this, um, we 
uh, put out a smaller episode last week. So we just with school and everything. Yeah. It just happened. Thanks for listening to that, assuming that you did. We actually haven't recorded it yet, so we don't know how it went. It was our best. Best little mini episode we've ever done. Yeah. I'm calling it now. This is Babe Ruth pointing to the center field. Maybe I'm we just should... ready to swing. Go for it. Maybe we should just cut out the Final Fantasy talk and just put, put that there <laughs> no we needed to fill for some time here because this one's going to be kind of short um that's so sad because it's such a great episode I, but i guess that's the point right like it's such a great episode that there's nothing to talk about like uh-huh there's no oh, i mean there's no it's not part of any larger discourse it's not like and then everybody at the trailer park was classist yeah um yeah there's not like there's not like a big thing to talk about. It's like, oh, this was good. This was good. This was good. This was good. We're done. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we enjoyed it. We laughed. We had fun. 9.5. <laughs> well, you get, he gave it a I'm, get, I'm giving it a 9. I'm bumping yeah. it up. I don't know if you can do that. We are, we've are. we been out of ratings for several bars. Oh, I'm going back. Dinging it back up. It's a 9. Okay. Okay. It's going to be forgotten and not appropriately attributed I'll tr- at the time of the tournament. But that's okay. I'll try to remember at the tournament. I'll know deep in my heart what's the truth. Um, I have a feeling after I make the bracket, uh, Cameron's going to text, Wait, did you remember that? Did you remember that I gave it a nine? (laughs) And you're going to say, Curses. Um, And that famous Captain Picard line, Con! I'm just mixing up all my Star Trek now on purpose. You're hurting my heart. (laughs) Oh, He does have a moment kind of like that in First Contact, though. Anyway. Anyway, I feel like we've had a lot of new listeners lately. We have. So if you've made it this far and you're listening, welcome. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Why you listened to this after all that Final Fantasy talk. Yeah. that. This is actually the episode that they all dropped off. <laughs> yeah. They're like, what the... I mean, we've had several moments before now where that would have happened. Let's talk real quick about... The um, well, compare and contrast Estelle Lloyd Reen in the Trail series, and really just figure out what makes a main character of a Kaseki game a main character. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I've only played part of one of those, so I don't think I can really join in on this. <laughs> just... Someday, someday I'll get there. Uh, anyway, um, thank you to Disney Parker for our theme song. It's fantastic. Please let us keep using it even after this episode. I feel like this has been a fine episode. It has. Um, yes. Except, once again, sometimes I just picture the Venn diagrams. Uh, it's, just, it's shrinking. <laughs> ever shrinking in these shifting culture that we live in. Let me put it this way. I have never met another individual who loves the Trail series in real life. I know you. <laughs> well, yes, you know me, and I. You've played I'm. Part I'm. I played part of one, and I, I would like you, to play more, but I feel like I want to play from the beginning. And you love the idea. Uh huh. The idea is super cool. The yes, the idea of them is super. So I'm just saying, like right now, the Venn diagram, as far as I know, is two. <laughs> Someone's out there. Has got a someone. Someone. Maybe. Gotta exist. I don't know. <laughs> um. Yeah. If you've ever played Trails in the Sky, uh, Trails from Zero, Trails of Cold Steel, mm-hmm. get at me. If you haven't... Be my friend. If you haven't, but you enjoy games like Persona, if you enjoy even the school part of Fire Emblem Three Houses, mm-hmm. you would like this. You would love it. And it has almost twice the amount of words in it as the Bible because it is incredibly deep and rich. 
Mm -hmm. Richer than the Bible. (laughs) Don't quote us on that. Uh, Certainly longer. (laughs) Certainly longer. Um, Anyway. um, Probably not as culturally impactful, considering Chance is the only one. Yes. But again, thank you, Dizzy. We really appreciate it. That's where we were going with all this. Um, All our listeners out there, thank you guys. Yeah. You're the real MVPs. You are the real MVPs. Um, We got a new listener. Um, oh boy! I'm not gonna read their whole message that they sent us on Twitter. Um, not that it's like shouldn't be read. It's just it's like, hey, I'm a new listener and I'm liking the show. So, um, let me get their name though to say welcome to the show. One of us, one of us, gooble gobble, one of us, shoopity whoop poop doop. They're oh my at den bruru d e n. B-R-E-W-R-E-W. Okay. Denbrururururu. Yeah. So, at Denbrururu, um, thanks for listening. You're a former Disney World cast member. You you apparently are on Twitch. So, go check out Denbrururururururururu. And, uh, yeah. If you guys want to uh, follow us or tweet at us. Mm-hmm. Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. At BG World Fever. Um... Probably going to post a little less on Instagram right now. Just a busy time. Yeah, it's the beginning of the school year. Um, Routines have yet to be established. Mm -hmm. Final semester of grad school. Mm -hmm. So just a little busy, but that's okay. Yeah, so we won't be super active on social media, um, but we'll be. We'll be around. We'll be in touch. Yeah, we'll be around. We'll We'll be trying. Um, neither of us are social media buffs, so give us grace. Yeah. Um, if you want other people to find us, I'm, we're, I think we're in a very standard podcast kind of bell curve mm-hmm. in that we started really high, then fell real low, and it was pretty disheartening. Creeping our way back up. And we're creeping our way back up, but like every month is getting bigger than the last. Like last month was by far our biggest month in downloads ever. Mm-hmm. Um, last week was like our biggest week of down or day, mm-hmm. our biggest single day. Yep, of downloads ever. So, I mean, more people are getting added to this community, um, and we'd love to continue adding even more people. Yeah. So um, tell your friends. Tell your friends. Leave us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, or wherever you can leave us a review. Oh, yeah, there's other places. I feel like that's the big one. Yeah. Um, I don't think Cameron cursed this time, so sorry to all of his all my students that were really hoping that would happen. Maybe give him a give him a cuss right now. Nah, I'm good. They haven't <laughs> earned it. <laughs> Get, just just give those kids a cuss. I'll just put a little boop in there, and they'll never know. <laughs> they'll never know. Boop de dee whoop de boop. <laughs> Shoop de whoop de poop. Poopity whoop de boop boop scoopity boop. Uh, from all of us here at Boy Meets World Fever. So long world, so long world. Shoopity whoop doop de boop. Scoopity doop. When the Boy Meets World.